Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So was there any news at all out there on Thursday that you happened to run into, Steve? Anything that uh, caught your eye in the world of sports? Or Well, I mean, Corey Perry uh, took a uh, body maintenance day for the morning skate, but he did play on Thursday night in Philadelphia. So, you know, that was good news. That is good news. Yeah. Anything yeah. else going on? Uh, did I miss something? No. Um, Gronkowski practiced, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Antonio Brown may have obtained a fake code COVID ID vaccination card. That's really just it. What? what, what? <laughs> is it what? what? <laughs> That's right. Our reporting uh, by the Tampa Bay Times and yours truly was that receiver Antonio Brown obtained a fake COVID-19 vaccination card so he could avoid the NFL protocols. And that is according to... His former live-in chef, um, and uh, the chef's uh, name is Stephen Ruiz, who's in Los Angeles, followed Brown to Tampa Bay after they had met out there at a dinner party. And, uh, yeah, it turns out, um, again, according to Ruiz, his, you know, Brown's girlfriend was, was a model, Sydney Moreau, and uh, in a series of text messages July 2nd, she said that Brown, this is too... Uh, you know, to Chef Ruiz, she told her told him that Brown was willing to pay five hundred dollars if he could get a Johnson and Johnson vaccine card. Uh, she laid that out in a text message. He said, "I can try." She said, "J and J shot, and a a B would give you five hundred dollars." So these exchanges, uh, uh, that exchange went on, and then flash forward. Now, why Johnson and Johnson? You might ask, is because it only required one shot. Therefore less paperwork, et cetera, one card. Um, you can go to TampaBay.com, the Tampa Bay Times. You can see the screen grab yourself. And so, you know, the chef met Brown in Los Angeles when he was rehabbing his knee, and he catered a dinner for him because the chef is uh, owns a business called Taste That LA, and he catered it. And Brown apparently was impressed and liked him, liked liked the food, obviously. Asked him to come back and cook for him the next day. And this went on for a while. They got to be pretty good friends. He went to a Conor McGregor fight with him in Las Vegas from Los Angeles and so on and so forth. And then he offered him a chance to come with him to Tampa to be his personal chef. That's when it got weird, as as Morgan Freeman would say. Um, They... You know, they lived together in Brown's house for a month. And when I say, you know, he was in Brown's orbit, I mean, Brown trusted this guy implicitly. Like, he he gave him, you know, his girlfriend to drive around, his uh, $300,000 McLaren, <laughs> his Kowski, all that stuff. And, and basically, the chef would cook, and he cooked a lot of um, TB12 sort of meals, um, would bring him lunch at the facility. He, was, he would run errands, pick up. Sydney at the airport, different things like that. Um, and so they, they got to be pretty close, but then they had a falling out. And, you know, as you get into this story about Brown and this chef, uh, there's no question that this chef is a disgruntled employee. 
He was he feels he was owed ten thousand uh, dollars, and that dispute sort of began, you know, before the start of the regular season. And in fact, that Thursday night game, remember they played on a Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Thursdays, as Ruiz explains, was sort of invoice day. So he submitted it to Brown, and Brown went crazy. He, he you know, decided this is this is ridiculous. I'm not paying this so on and so forth, and, you know, uh, it was sort of an impasse, but Brown had a game that night, and he's kind of keyed up about the game. They played the Cowboys, and it was first game of the regular season in the NFL. So what did Ruiz do? He got in his car. Uh, my understanding is that he went to Orlando. He hopped a plane and flew back to L.A., and he's been there ever since. He was pretty much like, to hell with this. I don't need this. But I do want my $10,000 you owe me. And so they were, there was a dispute. And this is not the first dispute Brown has had. Lord knows. Uh, it may not be the last. But they went, you know, was back and forth. And after the game, Brown had texted him and, you know, was a little more calmed down and, you know, sort of asked him to come back. And, you know, whatever happens, it's God's, you know, God's plan, that sort of thing. And Ruiz just basically sort of like he had enough, you know. He didn't want to work there anymore. He wouldn't go back, run his business but he wanted his $10,000, and he couldn't get it. So, like I said, Brown has a history of, of not paying bills, of, of getting people upset. Um, that's one thing. None of that is against the law, by the way, unless you strike them, which is what he did with a moving van driver a couple of years ago, and it cost him you know, money and, and, and an eight-game suspension. Um, you know, But in this case, uh, you know, the chef's living there, and at one point, like I said, his girlfriend asked him to see if he could find a COVID card. He couldn't. And when he moved into Brown's house, they're having dinner one night, uh, and he notices that Brown has those COVID cards. Um, and there's other people in the home, and he asked Brown, you know, hey, I wasn't able to get them. And he goes, oh, that's okay. I got them. Here they are. I paid $500. Uh, I had one for his girlfriend, one for him. And that same night, Alex Guerrero came by to rehab Brown's knee at Brown's house. And Guerrero, you know, sort of been after Brown to get vaccinated. And all of a sudden, he's got a card. And so Brown was like, hey, I got him a card. So the protocol at that time, I can stop. I'll take a breath in a minute. But the protocol at that time is just, you know, Get the information into the team, uh, you know, document it because the teams are in charge of authenticating all these cards and vaccination status. So that's what, you know, that's what Guerrero did. No one's saying he did anything wrong. No one's saying he knew anything different. Um, but he took the picture, he sent it to trainer Bobby Slater. Um, and that seemingly, you know, was kind of the end of it, except that the chef knew because he had been told and they had discussions that those cards uh, were purchased, that he, in fact, had not been vaccinated. So I am going to take a breath. There's a whole second part of this story and basically Ruiz's attempt to get money uh, that he was owed from Guerrero. Um, but when you're talking about COVID card seeds, you're talking about, you know, fraud. And it is, uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, if you're using or knowingly using a fake vaccination card or obtaining one, um, you certainly can be punished on the personal conduct code and it is a felony on top of that. So 
Not something you really want to mess with. No, well, we've seen the NHL suspend Evander Kane. Yes, for yes. about twenty, I think twenty-one games, quarter of the season, yeah. roughly. I yeah, think. for using a fake vaccination card. That that doesn't include any legal issues with that. That's just the league itself doing that in the NHL. That's right. In the NHL, I think there's, I think one player that's not vaccinated at this point, or that's what they're reporting. But. Yeah, you know, this is a – there's so many issues to this, and, and, and I have a lot of questions, and I'm sure there's some you can yeah. and can't answer. But well, answer is many, I'd like to answer as many questions as I can. You used to have a coach that would say that. Was that Lovey? Who was that? I can't remember. So, it was Gruden. Gruden, you said. I, I guess I start with mm-hmm. why are the teams in charge of verifying vaccination? Great question, and I think it's one that the NFL – probably uh didn't think through or maybe they did because you know look the league office doesn't have necessarily the bandwidth or maybe the interest to verify 1700 or so plus practice squad cards of players if in fact they are vaccinated and and determine their status so as the league and the player union were trying to hash out these 800 or 900 pages of of rules during the COVID era um for better and maybe worse, they decided that the best thing to do was to have each individual club um, verify, uh, sort of count, uh, and eventually, you know, put into a portal to the NFL office that would show which players were vaccinated and which players weren't. You know, and and they they basically left it up to the teams. Well, so. All those players, all those teams, right, 32 teams, how many of them during the turn-in phase of, of, of fax cards, how many of them found even one fake fax card? Uh, that would be none. None of the 32 teams, you know, ever found anything that was a little suspicious, I guess. Um, and so, you know, I'm not sure it's the best system, <laughs> to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, but the idea is it's it's a, it, it's sort of, you know, the protocols are much more punitive if you don't have a vaccination. So, you know, their interest was in trying to encourage guys to get it, um, not so much, I think, in enforcement. And it's unfortunate because I, I it's a very important issue. It's a safety issue. If you're running around and you got the Tier 1 um, status and you have access and can sit next to somebody in a lunchroom, doesn't have to wear the mask, all that, supposedly just getting tested once a day. You know, that's tough. And let's not forget, you know, Antonio Brown got COVID. He got COVID right away. Week three, he missed the Rams game. You know, could have been a breakthrough case. Could have been. Um, But he wasn't able to make it back in a few days. You know, if you have two negative tests with 24 hours in between, you're okay. But that's only if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated. That's if you're vaccinated. If you're not, you got to go 10 days, period. Well, Brown, who was vaccinated, according to him, still went the full 10 days. You know, as if he were not. Okay. Um, and that's not evidence of anything. It's just interesting, I think, you know, in, in, in the total or telling of the story. But, you know, Mr. Ruiz, uh, who, you know, obviously I talked to a long time and, and he provided screenshots and photos of, you know, Brown and his car and 
you know, the girlfriend and the girlfriend being picked up at the airport by him and all that stuff. Um, I found him to be incredibly forthcoming, like in a way that when you do these stories, you rarely encounter. You don't encounter many people that, you know, when you ask him for something, it shows up in 20 seconds. Um, it's just rare. And, you know, affable enough guy when you talk to him i didn't detect any anger issues or anything that was going on in there but you know well he put his uh, name on it yeah he that's exactly right like this was not this is not a source this is not anonymous said anonymous chef said a source said a source close to this is a guy's name and and to me that's worth a lot if he's willing to put his name on it and he's in a position to know things right um and he has some receipts as well like those are all very important elements to the story. So, it um, where where does it go from here? Well, well, and I have several yeah. questions with that too. And, and yeah, you know, what's the league's next steps in this? What is the NFLPA's next steps? Because yeah, you know, they negotiated the protocols mm-hmm. with the league That's right. in an attempt to protect the players. That's right, safety and, issue, and yeah. They felt it enough that they that you know the protocols are to encourage players to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. and so if they're trying to keep players safe, and that's what the NFLPA apparently believes based on the way they negotiated the protocols with the NFL. Yeah, what are they saying about this? About a player it's who great. possibly is putting other players at risk and coaches? It's a great mm-hmm. question, and and I don't know that they're saying anything. Um, you know. Obviously, the legal look at it at some point, but this is not. This is this is why they, you know, this is why they're having people vaccinated. They don't want guys to be exposed to COVID, and certainly, if you know you have it and you're, you know, not vaccinated and you're going out there, you know, that's it's going to be bad for people. Um, you know, it, it it's a safety issue. It's an important issue. You know, it's not just. Oh, Antonio Brown, you know, he did something wrong in the media. No, it's none of that. Um, you know, even though this chef, and I should probably get into what else he did, um, you know, tried multiple times to get what he thought he was owed, you know, and it didn't work. Uh, it doesn't mean that he's wrong. You know, it doesn't mean that he doesn't have credibility about the story that he has to tell. And it's quite a story. <laughs> Um, not only does it involve Brown, right, uh, but it also involves, you know, it involves the chef who at one point hired what amounts to a Hollywood fixer, which I didn't really know that term all that well because I could use a fixer in my life once in a while. I don't know about you. Um, and, and if I can't get one, I want to be one because <laughs> I just think it sounds it sounds crazy. Um, but basically if you have a dispute, uh, and you're, you know, you're in Los Angeles, you hear about, um, you know, ways of going about getting your money, you know, without ending up in court. And that, and that was sort of the thing, you know, when you talk to Ruiz, you know, he's like, look, I, I can't, I can't go to court and spend a bunch of dollars. Cause by the time you do that, and I think, you know, it's unfortunate for the little guy, right? But by the time you do that, you eat into whatever money was due, you know? And so it's it's kind of bad that way. But he, he hired or at least um, 
reached an agreement with a guy named Kevin Blatt. And Kevin Blatt is mostly a, a media broker. Um, he's credited with some of the biggest stories in Hollywood, you know, that he has done working with ABC News, which is obviously legitimate. Um, and also Tim's National Guard. But nonetheless, uh, you know, he's been around. And, you know, so Blatt was like, I can get you some money. I think you. I think you're credible. I think these guys are ignoring you, and I think you know we might be able to broker something. So, so Blatt reached out to the Bucks legal counsel, um, Mr. Malaski, and he told him, "You guys got a problem. You got a fake uh, vaccination card problem." There's several players, and he gave them their names. He did not give Antonio Brown's name because he said later to me that he wanted to hold that back for Brown's lawyer, et cetera. Um, but he did tell them. It's not like they didn't know. They could consider the source and just dismiss it out of hand, of course. Look at his resume, what have you. Um, but, you know, it was the first sort of warning that, okay, you know, even though the motives weren't necessarily, it was still, it was still a disgruntled employee trying to get paid, there might be something to look into. Whether they did or they didn't, Who's to say, you know, but in any case, it didn't work. The idea to, to get money using a Hollywood fixer, um, after an 18 and a half minute phone call, just, just didn't work. Um, and so who knows, uh, if the bucks were impressed by that or, or maybe they weren't, you know, um, so life went on and, you know, I think in, in talking to chef, um, Ruiz, he just felt like, look, I got, I should tell my story because this isn't right. You know, I'm, I'm not being, I'm not being compensated. The guy owes me ten thousand dollars, and there was ex- email exchanges and text pick, uh, exchanges between Ruiz and, and Brown, and Brown explaining to him that, you know, I don't think I owe you. Um, and so he went forward with the story, and it, it's, it's a, you know, incredible story. Certainly, he's in a position to know. Uh, we verified as many elements of it as we could, you know, uh, including Guerrero going over there and taking a photograph of, of the, you know, the vaccination card. But the Bucks have put out a statement saying they're convinced all their players are vaccinated, which, which would include, um, you know, obviously uh, uh, Antonio Brown. And his agent came out and said there's nothing to it. Um, you know, Brown's been vaccinated. Uh, you know, he's planning a secret uh, booster shot party, apparently, with the media at some point. Uh, so it is there. There is in dispute, uh, although there's certainly some receipts on the other side. But it's disputed about what it, what is Brown's vaccination uh, status. And it, and to me, it's very easy to clear up. You know, the question has been raised um, by somebody who certainly is in the arena. No, should know, be in a position to know. But you'd have to get Brown to agree to let people show us, you know, your vaccination card. It would have a date. It would have a lot number. Uh, and it would tell us, you know, when all this occurred. Uh, and there's other players, um, you know, you just have to wonder might be wrapped up in this thing, too. So, well, you mentioned Blatt said that there were two players that had vaccination card problems. That was not a B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, one, he, he, do we know who those are? Right. And well, two, 
I guess my my bigger question in this whole thing is is do the have the Bucks done anything wrong? Or are I don't they think called, so. I mean, if 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 a player gives them a fake vaccination card and it looks yeah. legit enough, yeah, it's not to say they've done anything wrong. No, absolutely not. And Guerrero, it was they were quick to say had not mm-hmm. done anything wrong. I look, mm-hmm. I just think it's hard. It's hard for people because they don't have access to these roles. They don't have access to health records unless somebody gives them to them because of HIPAA and stuff like that. It's hard to verify. You know, it really is. Um, but if they've been told of a couple players that should you have looked into it? Well, maybe, maybe yeah. they did. I'm not saying they didn't. I yeah. Mean, you know, they're not going to not going to sit there and put out a press release because they looked into. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Something. Right. Right. No, right. They no could, idea. They, they could have done. done their due diligence behind the scenes. There's no mm-hmm. question. Yeah. But I, I guess in, in I'm sure the NFL's. I mean, they've put out a statement saying they're going to look into it. And they are and others. They I mean, are, you know. Did, More could tumble out you know, for sure. I guess my my overall question, and I don't think we have the answer, is: Did the Bucks do anything wrong in this? I don't think they have. Um, and I don't. And furthermore, no one has alleged that they have. Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. allegations are against Brown right now. Um, there could be more forthcoming. I don't know, but it, it would appear, at least, unless unless the Bucks knew or had something, you know, to do with it. I mean, I, you know. I don't think no. I don't think they they did do anything wrong, and certainly Guerrero didn't do anything wrong. He was just photographing the, you know, the card and sending it in to Slater like they always do. But um, it's it's a potentially dangerous situation. Now again, here's the thing: like, you know, Antonio Brown is like, "Yo, I'm vaccinated, man." <laughs> you know, like, uh, I got it. Um, his, his attorney said he got it through a drive-through. I don't know where. You would think it'd be simple enough to you know, to sort of shore up, but, um, you know, there is a very real element of, of people in disagreement about, you know, the same sort of thing, but I, I'm not, I would never expect a player to say, you know what, you got me, you know what I mean? Like that's probably not going to happen. Um, but in so much as, you know, Ruiz thought that this guy purchased a card versus he was very specific that he had purchased it and not just gotten it through the normal means through vaccination. That's a red flag. That's you can't do that, you know. And I don't care who is telling the story. If it checks out that you're doing that, you're going to get in big, big trouble. And we don't know what the league's reaction to any of this is going to be. Um, we do know they said they're going to look into it. That they have read the story or read the story and look into it. So you know, it could be over there or maybe it proceeds. But um, you know, just a lot of a lot of things that transpired that you can kind of make you wonder about you know is, is everybody safe here and i think that's the goal right i mean the goal is you know we want to be as accurate and we want people we talk to to be transparent and the reporting is that this is the guy saying that all this occurred not us but you know the chef so um i think brown has been upset about it i i know his attorneys are upset about it i think there are people at the bucks that are upset about it but um, that's fine. We, you know, we can disagree as to how important this story is. I think it's pretty important. You know, I, I we've seen players get suspended in other leagues. We've seen plenty of COVID cases, cases, especially in the state. Um, you know, so all of that I would take in consideration if I was building a ball club, you know, and some, some teams do and some don't, but 
Well, we, we've most- seen what with Aaron Rodgers, and granted, this is that's an apples to oranges comparison because yeah, everyone at the NFL and Green Bay knew he was not vaccinated. He violated some protocols in the public. Yeah, supposedly, but there was no supposedly behind doubt, the scenes, yeah. he was following all the protocols. He right, did more right. like the press conferences and things like that in public appearances. Went to a Halloween party, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen, you know, kind of what's going on around that. And, and you know, he's been fined and the, the Packers were fined too, I believe. Mm-hmm. But this one is, this is a different story than the Aaron Rodgers one. Oh, absolutely. One guy, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he deceived the media um, with some carefully crafted words about being immunized. Um, the players in his team knew what the, what the truth was. The coaches did. They should have asked him up. They should have done some things to protect their players further. Um, but for the most part, inside the building, he followed the controls. But the difference is, is that if you have a player, okay, who knows they're not vaccinated, passing themselves off as vaccinated, you're endangering people. You know, you're you're putting people at risk. People that trust you, that you're safe, and that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, merely because they don't want to go to the trouble of actually taking the vaccine, and they're trying to, um, you know, enjoy sort of the, uh, the the pleasures, if you will, or the allowances for people who are vaccinated, um, like not having to wear a mask and, and, and being socially distanced and all of that. So it's dangerous. Again, 69-year-old head coach, 84-year-old special assistant, like, you know, teammates. And let's not forget, he got COVID. So, you know, um, that's, that's a horrible thing. And if it's a breakthrough case, it's even more rare, but you know, you just, you want to be as careful as you can. So it's worth the, you know, the league, I think will look into it. I, I don't, I, again, they have much more access to records and things like that. They can definitely cross check, you know, the vaccination, um, end of things, uh, to, a, to a degree, there's still medical records that are protected and things like that. So, I don't know how they go about doing this. And, and frankly, you know, you have to question the way it's set up, whether the league really, you know, really wanted strong checks and balances here. You know, I don't blame, like if I'm some medical officer over there and they're telling me, hey, you got to go through all these cards and figure out if there's anything not just feels right. I mean, you know, it's a difficult job. Um, and I'm not saying that they didn't take it seriously or they didn't do it well. It's just, you know, it's kind of hard because we're not all there when people are vaccinated and, you know, there's different locations and, and ways of people getting in and, and all that stuff. Some people get, you know, Pfizer uh, where you need two shots. Some people get J&J where you just needed one, and that's the reporting that he specifically wanted a Johnson & Johnson shot. Just simply he could just hand in that card once um, with one stamp on it. So, you know, they'll, they're going to have to check this forensically if they're interested. If they're not, It'll be over in a day, you know. Say, yeah, there's it's a there's nothing there there, um, you know. We said we look into it, we're satisfied, and life goes on. You know, AB's not going to play this week though, so no harm, no foul. I still believe that if somehow this were found out to be true, um, and if even if it was an isolated incident, I I think always right. I think he's spot on. I think you have to make an example um, of anyone that's going to knowingly you know, sort of pass themselves off as vaccinated when they're not. And, you know, it, it, anything less than that well, is going like, to be. Like we said earlier, you saw the NHL suspend Evander Kane for a quarter of the season for that. Yeah, right. 
if the NFL does less than that, that says something. That's bad. And, 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 assuming and, it's true. Assuming it's true. And, you know, again, the Bucks say it's true. They absolutely say it's true. His, his representatives, 100% true. They go even further than that and say, you know, how long ago you get vaxxed and all this stuff, and he'll take a booster you can watch. So, you know, pretty convincing. It's going to take some time to sort out, but not much. You, the thing is, you again, you need a little urgency with this one because you don't want someone, even though now at this point he's had COVID, so he has a natural immunities built to it um, that will be there for a while. But you just don't want Antonio Brown running around and, and you know, if if there's a chance that, that he truly isn't vaccinated. And that's that's where the reporting and, and, and the NFL and all that stuff will follow um, over, I'm sure, what will be days to come. Um, a lot of sleepless nights so far and probably a few more ahead of me. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's a story. Check it out on TampaBay.com. It's, it, it, it obviously went went viral a little bit. Um, not hard to find for sure. We'll follow it. We'll see what the Bucks say today. Tom Brady's going to be on the podium. Um, we'll get a chance to talk to Bruce Arians about some of the injuries. Looks like Rob Gronkowski may be back, which would be a huge lift for this football team if, and a big if, he could play you know more than six snaps because that's all he's basically played since the Rams game in week three. So if they get him back, that would be huge. I think Sean Murphy Bunting is going to come back. So slowly but surely, you know, um, you're getting guys back. And they all talked, you know, pretty pretty uh, strongly about, you know, overcoming these this two-game losing streak. This team, you know, Tom Brady, I think, has one time in his career, which is unfathomable, by the way, 21 years, has only lost three in a row once. Once. I mean, 3-0 and we just called September back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even – a big thing. He didn't flinch. Um, but yeah, good on him. And here come the Giants, which have kind of been his Super Bowl kryptonite. And they played a really close game up there last year at MetLife. Mm-hmm. If there had been fans, I'm convinced, you know, it might have been difficult. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Uh, a couple things before we get out of here. The Tampa Bay Lightning, of course. Uh, is there a team that gives away a point? Uh, more frequently inside of, say, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds than the Lightning. My goodness, it happened again. Only this time they managed to win not in the, in overtime but in the shootout. Well, granted, they took the lead with less than two minutes to go in the game. Right. On a just a ridiculous shot by Steven Stamkos. Stammer, yeah. And it was a great comeback. I mean, they're down 2-0, mm-hmm. you know, pretty quickly. So. Yeah, they didn't play very well in the first period. Played a lot better in the second. Yeah. Uh, got better, as, as John Cooper said, got better as the game went along. Right, right, uh, right. But that overtime, did, that was a fun overtime. Oh, my God. There's so many chances and great, great plays by Vasilevsky and, uh, and the other goaltender. I mean, yeah, it was it was high-level, <laughs> high-level play three-on-three, three, which I love three-on-three. Three. I love it. 
That's what the NHL wanted great. when they went to three-on-three, is an overtime like that where it's just up and down the ice. Up and, and down, and... yeah. Fantastic. That Both goaltenders. But, yeah, they went in the shootout. They're 7-0-2 oh, in their last nine games. Pretty good. That's tremendous. Now they get a four-game homestand, including back-to-back back this weekend against the Devils in the Wild, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Early games, if you want to watch them, 4 o'clock on Saturday, 5 o'clock on Sunday. Nice. And then finally, uh, Wander Franco, a report out of the Dominican Republic, out of El Caribe, Janssen Pujols, reporting that he could be close to signing a deal somewhere in the range of 10 years, valued at 150 to $200 million. That's Holy well cow. beyond the eight-year, $100 million contract that Ronald Acuna Jr. signed in Atlanta. That's the current record for a uh, contract for a player under a year of major league service time. Now, what what is that in Canadian dollars? Well, that's a good if question. You know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what the, con- the conversion rate is today. The conversion rate is going to kick his butt, man, because he's going to spend half that money in Montreal, apparently. But, you know, he's still got a couple years on an entry-level salary, which is, you know, what, $500,000 a year. Yeah. So... You know, if he's at the low range of that, if, if the report is accurate, 150 million, well, that's 15 mil a year, right? Over the 10 years, maybe up to 200. Yeah. Now that gives up some of your free agency years at that point, but but yeah. you get more money early. That's what I'm all about, you know, money and the, early. And the Rays have done that with players. They've done it with Brendan Lau, uh, yeah. Chris Archer, Evan Longoria, Matt Moore. We're all ones who signed, you know. Team-friendly extensions early so that you get a lot more money early, but you give up some of your free agency time at the back end. Boy, if you were if you were Wander Franco, though, boy, wouldn't it be tempting just to say, I'm betting on myself a little bit? A little bit, but, I mean, if you're getting 15 to $20 million, I mean, you're gonna be, it's going to take you three, four years before you even get to that range at this point. Yeah, that's true. And don't forget, I mean, baseball contracts are all guaranteed, too. So that's, you know, say it's yeah. $200 million guaranteed. Yeah, not bad. So, I, okay. I mean, we'll see if it's correct, but uh, that was a report out there. So maybe the Rays will sign a big free agent, Wander Franco. Maybe maybe he's their guy. And I think, like I said, I think that team north of the border, when they go there, is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the two-time manager of the year, Kevin Cash. You know, it's going to be uh, – I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't like what I'm reading. Um, I, you know – if, I don't know how you make the determination, but they have made that that baseball doesn't work full time here. It's a lot of money to build for a stadium. Like you know, there's there's hurdles to climb, but I guess they're clearing some of them with the Players Association and for Major League Baseball. So, you know, I think I think some progress is being made there, and I think people. John Romano wrote this in the Tampa Bay Times. If you haven't taken it seriously, folks, I feel like it's like the weatherman, right? Hey, um, the hurricane. It's headed right up to Tampa Bay. So for the last time, in the love of God, if you haven't taken precautions, do so now. You know, we're kind of doing that, right? We're kind of like, you know, we're going to wait. They've got they've got to know in the next year and a half right. what their plan is. Because if you're going to build a new stadium or two of them mm-hmm. in time for 2028. Absolutely. You've got you've to be knowing what's going to happen by early 2023, I would think. Yeah, you got you got to step it up, man. I mean, it doesn't mean you you're building do. at that point, but you you know you you know where you know you're laying down the plans. 
And you know what's you know what's almost making it more difficult? Like three Tampa business chambers have endorsed this split city idea. If if you're opposed to it, you're going to start being in the minority. Like it, people have already made sort of the you know the decision that it you know it's just it's over. Like it's not going to work here full time. So uh, build a stadium, build one up there, and let's go. I mean. I, it comes down to, you know, is the Rays half a season better than the Rays none of the season? You know, tough decision, man. I wish they could get their stuff together and build something lasting that they want in Tampa close to the population. I just don't think they want to be there except for a few months out of the year. But if, if they if you combine what they could draw here and what they could draw in Montreal, they'd have one heck of, a, of an attendance, you know? They would. Well, um, but you're assuming – and, and I'm not saying incorrectly, but will there be fans that don't go because of the split season? For, that's know, possible. What, what is your attendance? I mean, yeah, you, know, you could sit there and say, well, we think we can sell two million tickets yeah. a year in Tampa Bay, so let's just do yeah. that in 40 games instead of 80, and we'll be great. Well, yeah, it may the, not the math come out may not always way. work that way. That's right. It, it that's may right. or may not. I don't, I don't know what the answer would be. Well, and listen, there's going to be, I mean, at least in the early years, if they were to do that, man, there's going to be a lot of ticked off you know, former fans that, you know, it's going to turn, going to turn some off, you know, that you're only here half a year. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I, it looks like they're going to sell this thing, you know, and uh, I'm disappointed because I want to see as much baseball as possible. You know, then there's a the problem of the names and all this stuff, but. No, that, that that's not, I mean, that's everyone, secondary. everyone sits there and says, what are you going to call? I mean, that's. Yeah, that's Look, it, this is about money. It's about stadiums and money and this. I mean, yeah. names can be figured out. Well, Montreal lost their baseball team, as you know, and um, I guess maybe sometimes you can lose it uh, again. But I, I, this is this is heartbreaking to me because you know the Rays. We're talking about Kevin Cash winning Manager of the Year twice in a row, hundred wins, really good organization. Wander Franco, Rookie of the Year. Uh, or, or Rosarena, Ricky of the Year, you know, Juan Franco looking at this kind of a contract. Um, it, it's just, it's disheartening because they have such a good baseball team and such a good product that people haven't supported at the top. I would just love to see full time if they could do it, what, you know, what the attendance would be if they moved the stadium closer to the main population areas. I, I don't want to give up on baseball here, you know, mm-hmm. and, they would be pioneers, and we might see this again. It's all about the money, right? Follow the money. If you get, you know, so many hundred thousand dollars in TV revenue here, and so many hundred thousand dollars or pounds in TV revenue there, now you've got, you know, all these Canadian, you know, this you get this this massive amount of money that, you know, teams would be envious of, because um, you're able to sell everything sort of twice. It's just, I don't know how I'd feel watching a team that was the Tampa Bay's up until a point and then letting them go and then cheering for them in another ballpark. I mean, it'd be like the world's longest road trip every year, but um, it just seems so far-fetched to me that it would work. Uh, I don't know. Maybe as they talk more about the stadium, they'll figure out a way to just build one that they're happy with to stay in one place. You know, that's always a possibility too. So anyway, it's been a long day, long week. I can tell you that it's about to get longer. Tom Brady's going to talk today. Um, and we'll get our last injury updates from Bruce Arians as far as that goes. And uh, this is the week. I'm sure there'll be some fallout from the Antonio Brown story. We'll keep following that. Uh, 
mm-hmm. likely to be some other stories on that topic as well. Good uh, Sunday to watch the NFL since the Bucks don't play till Monday night. So how great is that? It's good and bad. Like for me, I need a nice Sunday off, but then I'm going to sit here watching football. Like when I, I get to a point where like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, get off the couch. You do this. You get paid to do this. You're off today. Go do something. So maybe I'll go play golf or I don't know. I don't play golf. I just swing at golf balls, but got to do something. Get out of the house. The weather's been gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So go out and enjoy it, man. We're only, we're less than one week from Thanksgiving. You believe that? It's crazy. It's just, I mean, I, I both love and hate the holidays. I love them because I just do big holiday guy. And, and I hate them because they're just so fast. I don't, I don't feel like I fully get to enjoy them, but that's in the middle of football yeah. season. So. That, well, that's why. <laughs> I should have been a baseball writer. <laughs> Told you that. Um, healing vibes to Mark Tompkin, by the way, who's mm-hmm. dealing with that torn Achilles. Goodness gracious. Yep. Friend of the show, frequent visitor. I hope he heals up as well. We're pretty lucky for the most part. Um, you know, at least I am at this point, so no complaints. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Um, keep an open mind about what you read about Antonio Brown. Uh, he certainly gets every opportunity to answer for himself. We'll extend that to his uh, representatives at this time, and you know we'll see. We'll see where this leads. We'll see if the NFL investigates, if they uh, find anything to be awry or amiss, and you know um, if they don't, then this will this too shall pass, as my mom used to say all the time when things were screwed up. Um, but you know, it's a it's an important thing to know because I, I just don't think you want non-vaccinated players next to vaccinated players without their knowledge like they everybody should know who's not vaccinated and they and they they do denote that in certain ways but there's got to be some kind of system some kind of checks and balances and i'm not sure what that is but they can start by looking at that card finding out what date it was and where it was issued and i think you know one of those three things will probably um you know, give you some information to do, to act on or not, but, um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I know, you know, Brown's an important part of the team. Brady loves him. Brady's, you know, I don't think anybody's going to talk about it. Obviously BA's not going to have much to say, but maybe they will. Maybe we underestimate him. I don't really know what the reaction will be, but check it out. It'll be on tampabay.com. Hope you had a good evening, good afternoon and a good day. Uh, first Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you on Monday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.